Greetings, everyone. This is the Rabio on Twitter. That is Chad under nope the Chad underscore Cuomo on Twitter. Nope. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, underscore no. Chad Cuomo. Let's start Close that over. Though. Let's start that over. <laughs> Greetings, everyone, from our MO Sports Podcast. How is everyone doing? I hope great over the Labor Day weekend. Chad, how was your Labor Day weekend? My Labor Day weekend was fantastic. Was it filled with labor? It was. <laughs> Mine was as well, so don't worry about it. You can follow Chad at the underscore Chad Cuomo, C-U-O-M-O for that last ah, name. Got it. At the Rabio, the R-O-B-B-E-O yeah, on Twitter. In case you guys missed that last week. Yeah, I, I apparently speak too fast sometimes. But you can follow the overall podcast at our MO podcast as well. This is episode number five. Cinco. Cinco. It's a good one. You ready? I'm ready. Because you know why? Why is that? It's week one of NFL football. That is it. It's finally here. No Sundays without football until February. And also no more stupid preseason games. Yes, no more meaningless games. Well, we have one more meaningless game in the Pro Bowl, but ah, hey, but yeah, we got that's far enough football in the way, and that's far, far, far away. Now we're gonna play a little game to start us off. Oh, I like games. All right, have you ever used Tinder? Uh, I have like once. It was really pointless. Was, I don't know. Tinder's I, not for me, but as I as I figured. But we're gonna play Tinder NFL style. style. Oh, nice. All right, we're gonna go through a couple names, maybe two at each position, and we'll. Pretty much like a boomer bust if we like them or we don't for their matchup and this week for every purpose, whether it be fantasy or whatever, our personal opinion. Once again, it's a mediocre one, but it'll be our opinion in general. So we're going to swipe right if we like them and we're going to swipe left if we don't. Right? That's that's what we do. I, I think when that's the, how When the works. hot guy pops up, you swipe right, right? Yeah, I think. Or the rich NFL player. There, oh, yeah. You always swipe right on the rich NFL player. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start. Lamar Miller. All right, so Lamar Miller, I think I'm going to have to swipe right. I'm, I'm really liking this guy. I think he's going to do really good. It looks like he's going up against the Bears week one at home. So I think he's going to be do really good. He's got a huge potential to break out. I'm excited for this one. What do you think? I'm going to swipe right on him too. Nice. I really wanted him in all my leagues, and I'm sad I didn't get him. We still have a shot tonight. Yeah. You yeah. and I are drafting tonight. We, we are won't, drafting We won't tonight. release any secrets because people might be listening to this. Maybe one, but I like him too. I'll swipe right on him. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a great week one and show that why the Dolphins should have used him more last year. Yeah, Holy and I mean Christ, the, they wouldn't use him. The Texans are a very run first, run heavy offense. So. He he fits that Arian Foster mold that yeah. he left behind, and he's gonna get coincidentally they swapped places. He's gonna get a ton of work. It's gonna be exciting on the spot. Swipe right on Arian Foster for week one. Swipe right for sure. Ooh, okay. Uh, so uh, against the Seahawks? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I forgot he was playing against the Seahawks, but I don't know if you saw that uh, he has been proclaimed a starter. So it's going to be exciting to see what he's going to do. Even with that Seahawks defense, I don't think Tannehill is going to be able to throw much against. And we'll get into that game later. No, but, that's uh, true. We'll get into that. But I'm I'm excited for Aaron Foster. So all right, second guy, Devonte Freeman. Devonte Freeman. So. I'm also going to swipe right on him, but I, I'm, I'm nervous of this guy overall. I kind of try to avoid him in my drafts, but it's a, he's going against the Bucks at home. It's a di- division rival game. 
Uh, so the the entire Atlanta Falcons team, they're going to be playing hard, and uh, I think he's going to run all over them. You know what? I'm going to swipe left. Ooh. I don't like him. You don't like him? <laughs> I don't like him. Um, no, I do like Devontae Freeman, but I do feel like he gave all he could last year. I, yeah. And I don't think he has that this year. I mean, hey, I'd rather be surprised. Hopefully I don't face him in any leagues when he does because that's literally – I played in too many leagues last year, and I faced him in all his big games. Yeah. Literally back-to-back-to-back in a different league, and it was a nightmare. So <laughs> I think it's a personal vendetta that I need him. For sure. To just bust. <laughs> and actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, not in the fact that I went up against him in a lot of leagues, but I had him. I had him in two of my leagues. I picked him up. And uh, he just did so good that I'm just – I know there's going to be a drop-off there. And I'm, I'm worried about him for the I season. I mean, there's obviously a drop-off if you're that high. Yeah. But I want it to be like, you know, a, <laughs> a, a, a crash. A crash. All the way down. All right. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is also a right. I love this guy. I like that whole Jags offense. I think uh, it's going to be amazing. I think Blake Bortles is going to throw a ton, and that's his number one target. It is against the Packers, though, so I think they're going to have a pretty good defense. Uh, but him as the number one option, I mean, you can't look away from that. What are you thinking about him? I'm going to swipe right on him, too. I like him a lot. I like pretty much the same thing you just said. I love the Jags offense. Um, they do have a switch to kind of like – run first now with you know adding chris ivory and you know it's gonna be a little bit different but i do they like to put up points like they don't win a lot for some reason no because they they love just giving the game away but they they tend to put up points they do that relies on bortles and robinson and you know what if the packers are ahead they're gonna have to throw and that's what that's what caused them last year to throw so much to Allen Robinson is because they're down big and you're going to throw to your big guy. Right. And that's actually where I was going to go with that too, is the, you know, the Packers are going to have a amazing explosive offense. They're going to come out guns blazing. Chances are Jacksonville is going to be chasing points. Like you said, and uh, they're just going to be throwing all game. So. All right. Next guy, T Y Hilton. Now this is a guy I'm swiping left. Ooh, I don't like him. I don't like this guy at all. Now, I, I think uh, Indianapolis, I think they're going to be good overall next season. You know, Andrew Luck, he's a great quarterback. But they've been looking awful all preseason, from what I've heard. I haven't watched a lot of preseason, to be honest. <laughs> Don't lie to our guests. And, hey, I'm not an expert, okay? Do you so, like that I, I call our listeners guests? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. They are Make guests. you guys feel welcome here. <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, I, I just want to keep this guy on my bench. And I, I took him in one league, and I took him late enough to where I can hold them on my bench a couple of weeks to see how that offense is going to look and what they're going to do. Because, man, they're just – they look scary. But The one thing him? I want to clarify with our game here, our Tinder game, is that we're obviously not picking guys that you're obviously starting every week. You know? Correct. I mean, if you drafted them in the first two, three rounds, you're you're starting these guys. These, right. these are guys I – mean, well, if you drafted Lamar Miller, Devontae Fumer, you're starting them regardless – but these are guys that have the potential to not live up to, you know, the number five, the number eight running back Correct. according to their ADPs. So that's kind of what we're playing here. Yeah. But like I, I said, we're as, mediocre. So especially with week one, two, like pretty much you're going to start your, your the first roster picks. you have. Yeah. Because you don't really have a choice. You don't know what's going to happen. So all right, let's play with some quarterbacks now. I mean, I know most people would probably swipe left on Ben Roethlisberger if he showed up on Tinder. But for football purposes, <laughs> where do you swipe? Uh, I'm, I'm also still going to swipe left. Left? Yeah. 
Now, Big Ben, uh, don't get me wrong. I like the guy, but uh, he is a good quarterback, but he's a gunslinger. And uh, he's going against this Redskins defense who's supposed to be improved. They have Josh Norman now. I don't think he's going to be able to shut down Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's too good. But I think Ben's going to throw some picks out there. He's just too volatile for me. I'm not starting him. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to swipe right on the guy. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, I didn't say anything about T.Y. Hilton. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I agree with you 100%. Swipe left. Oh, nice. Yada, yada, yada. Big Ben, I'm going to swipe right on him. Because I don't think the Redskins defense is as improved as they hope they are. Yeah. I think Josh Norman's not going to be as great as he thinks he's going to be. I agree with you there. <laughs> so, and it's Antonio Brown. And the reason I'm swiping right on him also is because there's no Le'Veon Bell. So, as and although we've seen what D'Angelo Williams can do, I think they don't rely as much on the run game these first three games only for without Le'Veon Bell. D'Angelo Williams still completely capable of the run game, but I think that opens up for Big Ben, Antonio Brown to just light it up. Although I do love the Redskins as I'm wearing my You Like That shirt. I see that. It's so, an awesome shirt. I was going to ask you where you got it from. Uh, you no free sponsors later. here. Yeah, I'm sorry. you can tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last guy before we move on. Eli Manning. Now, Eli Manning, this is a guy I'm going to swipe right. Ooh. Yeah, he's not as good looking as his older brother, but... Uh, you know he's gonna he'll do the got job. A goober face, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's going against uh, Dallas, so it's gonna be interesting. This Dallas defense is missing a lot of pieces, so I mean Eli, he he has a tendency to throw a lot of picks, but this is another division game, division rival. Um, he is going on the road, but I think he's gonna go out there and just throw all over that defense. I think he's gonna do a good job. So I agree. I'll swipe left. Or sorry, right. <laughs> Obviously, you've Once never you swipe left, that's it. He's gone forever, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take forever. it back and swipe right on Eli Manning because uh, Giants and Dallas always have huge games. Like I feel like they just go off on each other. They do. So I think it'll be a pretty fun game, and I think Eli will have a good game if, if you're playing them or whatever you're doing in fantasy. So week one, we're here. It's here. It's Literally hours. Well, I mean, it's always been hours if you really want to put yeah. it that way. But we're like 48 hours. I know. <laughs> How does that sound? It's really close. Uh, it's exciting. I've yeah. been waiting A little bit months. of news heading into the final week one. You know, we talked about a bunch of quarterbacks last week. We did. That's all we talked about last week was quarterback. And we talked about Teddy Bridgewater going down, and we thought, you know, they would just the Vikings would just roll with Sean Hill. Yeah. And they traded instead for... Sam Bradford. This was a crazy move. It, it was a really interesting move. It shows that the front office is in a very win now mode. You know, they're they're like, we have all the pieces to contend. We went to the playoffs last year. Let's get us a, a quarterback now that's going to do the job and see if we can go all the way. So I liked the pick. I liked the pickup by them. A lot of people were really concerned uh, with them. They gave up a first round pick and a, I think a fourth round pick for 2018 which seems like a lot, but Sam Bradford is a starting quarterback. He's a proven, capable quarterback. He might not be the best quarterback, but I like it. Uh, what do you think about it? I also like it. I mean, I, I agree. They're definitely in a mode where they need to do what they wanted to do last year, and they need to continue that momentum because right. if you break that momentum, that breaks a lot of just the general feel for the team and how hot they were last year and how great they were last year. They played really good football last year, even with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Sam Bradford's too much of an upgrade. No. But he's not too far of a downgrade either. I don't think so either. I mean, I think actually even if he learns the offense, he might be 
about as capable as Teddy Bridgewater. You got to think last year he came off of an injury. So, and he played with an offense that had no, literally no pieces. Chip Kelly traded away every piece and he still did a decent job. He wasn't terrible. Yeah, no, so he wasn't terrible. I'm excited to see. Makes um, me feel better about someone like Stefan Diggs. Exactly. Who we were just basically going to throw away for the whole season. We didn't want to rely on him at all. That's somebody who you might want to keep on your radar now. Maybe pick him up on off of waivers or a last round pick. And also uh, going along with that win now mode, you got to think Adrian Peterson's getting old. So they basically have to do everything they can every year counts. while they have him. Yeah. yeah. Because who knows when he's going to retire. Do you retire. find it interesting that Bradford's not starting week one? I think it's, I think it's smart actually, because he has what a, a week or less to learn that playbook. I, and Sean Hill knows it. So it's like, go with what you know. You know, I, mean, I assume guy... most of the playbook to be hand off to the left, <laughs> hand off to the right, and that's about it. Pretty much. But I'm sure, I mean, Bradford doesn't look like the guy that would pick up on that very quickly. Now, speaking <laughs> of running backs, though, in the last week, come and gone, and he's come back, is Justin Forsett. Yeah, this was a really interesting one because they, they let him go, and you're like, whoa, this was your number one running back last year, and you're like, what are they doing? And then two days later, they re-signed the guy. Yeah, Justin Forsett. If you want to check his Twitter, he posts hashtag I'm back, hashtag dead man walking, and he posts a gif of The Undertaker rising, which it was just hilarious yeah. to me. But that's how, that, And that's literally how I found out he was back. <laughs> it's funny. It's actually a really interesting concept, what the Ravens did. It's really a smart move by the front office because basically what they had to do was they had to make uh, room for two guys to go on IR with the – uh, potential to return so they had to they had to keep the space so what they did they let Justin Forsett go because he's a veteran he can't go on waivers so nobody can pick him up unless they offer him a bigger contract and they told the guy they're like hey we're gonna re-sign you and we're gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars in incentives to come back anyway so just take two days off we'll call you up and we'll re-sign you right, sounds like a good deal to me so yeah. seems like he's he's pretty happy with it so now we're gonna do Let's look into the into the some of the key week one matchups, or at least key to us. Yeah, because some of these are just important to us. For this is what we're sake, excited for. Sake. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is what this we're one's a double to. for you because it's not just the kickoff opener, but it's also your team, Carolina Panthers, Thursday night football, the very first game of the year, visiting the team that beat you. Yeah, Denver Broncos. It's it's so exciting. Like I'm I'm so ready. First first uh, game of the season and a Super Bowl rematch. I was reading, though, like they asked Cam Newton what he thinks about the rematch. And he's like, it's not a rematch. He's like, it's just another game. And it pretty much is. It's it's a similar team to what we played in the Super Bowl, but it's very different. It too. is. I mean, well, 100%. It's a very new offense. Yeah, for sure. Even though it's just one key piece, it's a very new. I mean, we talked about how important Peyton Manning was there regardless if he had the arm or not like he was still such an important piece so this team is very different if you had to pick who's winning are you obviously picking well your side? i mean yeah the spread I, right now is only three for carolina i mean i understand they're visiting in denver but right do you agree with that line i i i'm actually surprised uh i actually thought we wouldn't be as much of a favorite especially on the road but you got you got to take into account like we said it it is a different offense you're you have a quarterback who has never started an nfl game i think it's an nfl pass yeah i think it's going to be it's definitely going to be a battle of the defenses for sure 
but we're still going to have an explosive high-powered offense. We're going to have uh, Kelvin Benjamin, who wasn't there last year. So I think Cam's going to have a lot more options to throw to. If And we've obviously been preparing for Von Miller for a lot longer than two weeks. I know Cam so, has. Yeah, for sure. He has not stopped watching his gifts. <laughs> over and over. He's going to die for that fumble this time. Yes. But I, I like Carolina to take this one. I, w- I would take the Carolina minus three. I definitely I definitely agree Carolina will win this game. I think, And I think it'll be a nice, not a full redemption, but a nice mini redemption. Yeah. Even though Peyton Manning's not on the other side and it's not the exact same rematch. Right. But, hey. So, now, I will go homer on this next key game for me. But it's the Chargers. They're not at home. They're visiting Kansas City Chiefs. Divisional. So, that always makes it exciting. Oh, yeah. Um. I'm not too excited about the Chargers season, not going to lie. Yeah, it's it's looking like it might be a little rough for them, but I mean... Hey, don't get me wrong. I love watching them every year. Phillip Rivers, say what you want. He's a great quarterback. He is. And that, that's actually what I was going to say. It's like it's like they scare me a lot, but you have reliable hands in Phillip Rivers. And yeah. you know, if, if he has the ball, like he's going to do they're, some... They're, they've always been the team with a million potential and no output. But, I mean, hey, they, they're still keeping my attention. Uh, Kansas City's favored by seven. Which is a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they're they, at home. But you know what? Kansas City played some good ball last year. They did. And they're going to be they're going to be pretty good, especially, you know, of course their defense is going to be good. They have that loud stadium. It's hard to yeah, play there. Arrowhead Stadium. And then, uh, you know, Alex Smith, he's a good enough quarterback to kind of get the right people to ball. So. And where does Jamal Charles is not playing, apparently? Yeah, apparently not. So. We haven't heard full, but... Even without them, I think they're still they, – they proved last year, even without them, they're still a fully capable running team. Yeah, for sure. Which is huge for them because Alex Smith doesn't throw a lot in general. I mean, he doesn't – I mean, their wide receivers didn't have a touchdown for a whole season. I know. <laughs> which is still a crazy stat to me. But um, what I'm interested out of the Chargers is still Phillip Rivers. You know, Keenan Allen's back mm-hmm. off of his crazy injury from last year. But I'm really curious about Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I feel like he's definitely going to pick it up. Because he obviously busted last year, but I feel like he he should live up to a little bit more potential yeah. this year, and I, I, I think that'll help the team a lot. Danny Woodhead's always still going to be there, but he's such a small guy. Right. He's not he's not a third three-down back, so hopefully Melvin Gordon proves a little bit more for me. Um, Who do you think takes the game? Uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I think they take it too. You think they win by more than seven, though? You know, I could see how... I could either see them winning by three yeah. or winning by like fourteen. Yeah, I could too. And then, I just that's feel the like Chargers for me. I feel like week one game division opponents. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I'll take the Chargers with the points. I, I don't take the Chargers to win overall, but if I'm yeah, going to yeah, bet would, on it, yeah, that's I, how I'll I would see it as well for sure. Now this one's partially Homer, but also exciting because I also grew up in Miami. So Dolphins at the Seahawks. I think this game is going to be really interesting too. You get to see what Arian Foster is going to do. Like we, we had mentioned saying. earlier, uh, you get to see this uh, Seattle defense again, how they're going to perform. Um, it's got Seattle minus 10 and a half. That is the biggest is spread on the entire board for week one. It's insane. That is, it's, it, it was surprising because it's the biggest, because right. I don't think that's the most one-sided matchup. Yeah, I, I in agree. Week one. Although it's the biggest. I mean, I'm not saying 10.5 is crazy for the Seahawks, but it is considering the matchup. Um, I'm excited to see what Arian Foster has. I mean, like we've said, he was 
one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, and now he's joined the Dolphins, which I'm excited about. But he's also been probably the unhealthiest running back in the league. And I don't mean by like, you know, he eats bad. <laughs> I mean, like, he, he you know, everything in his body is broken at least probably once. Yeah. Or fractured, or, or maybe tore. that maybe it's because he eats maybe bad. He, yeah, maybe maybe he go does. on a diet, Arian yeah, Foster. Maybe, maybe eat yeah. your broccoli. No, I think it's going to be really interesting. The the funny thing is when you say that he's one of the most broken backs is he's going against the Seattle defense, which is a very physical defense. I, hope. I mean, would you be shocked if on the third play of the day, Arian Foster's out, done, and he's sitting on the sidelines Ooh. because like I wouldn't be surprised at all, but. I picked up Arian Foster in two leagues, and I did not pick up his backup. I think you might have got his backup. I got his backup in at least one of those with you. You might have Um, to make a trade. Are you starting Arian Foster in week one? I might. No. Actually, no. I'm not. (laughs) You may never get to use him then. (laughs) I might never get to use him, but not against the Seattle defense. Uh, I... Looking at the spread, um, like you said, I think think the Dolphins are going to struggle, which is why I don't want to start Arian Foster. I think the whole offense is going to struggle. But I think that they're... Defense is good enough to keep the score low. I think Miami's defense. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Miami's defense. I think uh, we've seen Seattle's offensive line isn't the best. No, and Dolphins line is pretty good. Yeah, I I think the Seahawks are going to win, but ten and a half is too big. I would take the the Dolphins with the points. I'll be putting some money there for sure. And you know, it's crazy. Just going back to Arian Foster real quick. It's crazy that. He used to be one of those guys that was completely matchup proof. Yeah. You know, you think about, you know, and now it's it, it's completely assured that you need to bench him. Like, right. There's no way you it, start it, him. It has nothing to do with his talent. It's just, like you said, you're afraid he's going to get hurt, you know? Yeah. And like, you want to see, like, there's there's never going to be a week you feel safe starting him not thinking he might get hurt. All right, we're moving on. Enough with the Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win it, but I would definitely think that the Dolphins' defense is good enough to keep it. Yeah. Maybe and, not. Maybe not. Nine points close, but at least within a touchdown. Right. And, I mean, the Seahawks aren't – they've blown out opponents before, but they're not known for it. They're no. they're known for their low-scoring games and the games being pretty close. Yeah. All right, moving on to a game that I don't think will be close. Or maybe it is. Packers at the Jaguars. This will be a fun game to watch. It's always fun watching the Packers. It'll be interesting to see how they come back this year, you know, having Jordy Nelson. Um, like I said, I mentioned in another – earlier episode i think aaron Rodgers is gonna be the mvp this year so i want to see him throw all over that jags defense although their defense is supposed to be more improved you know jags Jags are always supposed to be spooky but uh i think the packers are going to win outright but like i said about the jaguars too it's going to be fun watching their offense i love watching their offense too yeah i think the packers are just going to put up points and jacksonville is going to start playing from behind and they're just going to start slinging that ball all over the place which is why i like dallin robinson for like huge numbers in week one for sure but i'm also excited to see the not so fat eddie yeah p90x eddie yes p90x eddie i'm excited to see him i i really think he's gonna have a comeback year i think he will too i I joke about it but i really think he will because he was that good yeah and it wasn't i mean some part of an injury but not really it was mainly just his actual physique and his actual yeah i think he's gonna be good the the interesting thing will be maybe we should have talked about this guy in our tinder game but uh the the seasons that he has had where he's really good he has had still a slow start to the season so i don't know if i trust him the first couple weeks i mean if you drafted him in the second round you're still starting him regardless slow rolling yeah Fat <laughs> yeah you push him down the hill and he gains speed he gains speed but now he's not so fat so maybe he'll just 
go real quick. <laughs> All right. One even line. Oh, who do you pick to win? Obviously the Packers, right? Oh, yeah, the Packers. Right, cool. And the spread's a minus five. I'll still take Pat, Packers yeah, minus Packers five. Yeah, completely. All right, Giants at the Cowboys. This is a pick em. It's even. What do you think? Which is surprising. It, that no is Romo. surprising. Yeah, no Romo. It is a division game, like we mentioned earlier. So I I think it still might be close, but. It's a new offense in, yeah. in Dallas. And it's a new head coach in, in uh, New York. So That's true. They haven't really looked too good preseason either. I I don't know what to think, but you got to take the more skilled quarterback here. I think I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'll take the Giants to win it. You know what? I'll take the Cowboys. Okay. I believe in Dak. I believe in Zeke, and my new favorite name, Dak in the Box. <laughs> Dak in the Box is good. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I believe. No, I in, think. I think Dallas is going to. At least in my mind, I think they're going to surprise us with how functional they are without Tony yeah, Romo and I how so functional too. they are with a brand new running back as well. And I, I think I think those two guys, Dak and Zeke, are excited for this opportunity, and I think they're going to deliver in I, week one. I believe in Dak too, by the way. Dak for president. The, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Dallas actually signed Mark Sanchez. Do you think Mark Sanchez starts over Dak, or you uh, think he's a backup? I hope not. I hope not too. Keep the Dak. Keep, Keep the Dak alive. Ooh, Dak to the future. Like, that should be like, instead of the dab, you do the deck, whatever that might be. <laughs> All right, and the final one is Patriots at the Cardinals. This will be a really exciting game. It'll, it'll be fun to watch. You know, Tom Brady's not starting, but Patriots have a high-powered offense. You can't count Bill, Belichick out. No, never. You know, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, who supposedly has looked pretty good during the preseason. Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, apparently he's looked fine. In the preseason, you know, nothing bad. And, I, I mean, I think that's all they need from him is to look fine. But I think this Cardinals defense is going to be better than whatever they faced in the preseason. Yeah, I agree. I think – and I loved watching the Cardinals last year too. Oh, yeah. If if we wouldn't have went to the Super Bowl, they're the team who I would have liked to I see. I mean, they're, they're, they're being – I mean, both these teams are – Patriots are always. But the Cardinals, once again, are a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. So, I mean – I think I mean they're favored by six, and I think one hundred percent they'll win this game. Not just because Tom Brady's not on the other side, but I think the Cardinals coming so close. I think they're still hungry for it, and I think that you know they have essentially the same team. Yeah. And now having David Johnson full front instead of last year waiting until like week ten to really bring him out. Even then, they waited till like week thirteen, I think actually. But now with him full front, Carson Palmer's back. They have the same receiving core. I think that team's ready to really make a push, and I think they're going to start by beating the Patriots in week one. Yeah, and you brought up a lot of points that I was going to bring up too. They they probably have one of the most well-rounded teams with having Carson Palmer at quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks. He was in the MVP talks yeah. for uh, for a lot of last year, you know. So and they've got a lot of good pieces. They've got John Brown. They've got you know Larry Fitzgerald, and then they've got. David Johnson, who's not only a good running back, but he can also catch out of the backfield too. really well. So, too. And, and with that defense, like you said, I mean, they're going to be ridiculous. I'll take the Cardinals to win as well. Yeah, they're going to be all over those Patriots. All right. Well, those are our outlook on week one. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. How do you feel about your fantasy matchups going into week one? Fantasy, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, I'm going to do pretty good. I, I like my picks. Uh, and like I said, we have a draft tonight. Yeah. We don't know what number pick we are. We are in 12 teams. We're co-owning this team. We've tossed around a couple names. Right now we're going with Dak in a box. Who do you think we should take in the first round? In the first round, I'm looking for either Todd Gurley or David Johnson or Antonio Brown. Those are like my top three. 
that's going to rely on our pick position. But oh, for sure. Obviously, that we'll, we'll go from there after that. We're not taking a quarterback in the first round, though. Definitely Everyone not. needs to stop doing that. It yeah. bugs me. I've seen Cam Newton go too many times. I'm a Cam Newton fan, but please do not take him in the first round. All right. Well, just to round out this week, there's a lot of football, but squeezed right in the middle because Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday, squeezed right in the middle on Saturday. We've got UFC 203, and we know I love talking my UFC. Yes, you do. There's a heavyweight title fight, Stipe Miocic versus Alistair Overeem, and I'm excited about it. Heavyweights are fun to watch. Oh, yeah. They just go out and duke it out. They either go out there for the entire fight and just beat the holy hell out of each other, or it's a monster punch that just drops a dude and he's done. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch the heavyweights. That's, that's the part that people, that's what people used to love about boxing. Right. That's what everyone watched was the heavyweights. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun to watch. So this is Stipe's first title defense. Do you think he's going to be able to keep the belt or do you think he's going to have a tough time here? You know, I think it's going to be a really fun fight to watch because they're both exciting fighters to watch. Alistair's really changed his game over the last few fights. I mean, this was a guy that people thought he was just failing out of the UFC. Like, it's just he wasn't going to beat the top guys. But he's he's come back. He's come back really impressive. Um, I think he puts on a great fight, but I'm going to keep cheering for Stipe. I liked him against Fabricio when he beat him. And, hey, keep the belt, man. Keep doing it for Cleveland. He says he was the first Cleveland champion before LeBron, by the way. Cleveland. We're, go- we're going. We're in this. You mean the- Believeland? I was going to say Believeland. Yeah, great minds think alike. And I just mentioned his name, Fabricio Verdum. He's in the co-main event against Travis Brown. He's back after losing his belt. Um, these guys have fought before. Travis Brown stepping in on short notice, too. I forgot to mention that to you earlier. Oh, okay. But for that reason, I'm going 100% Fabricio. I think not only do I think he's the better fighter, but, I mean, he's he's not stepping in on short notice either. Right. Yeah, he's had time to prepare for this. 100%. Travis Brown's definitely a very exciting fighter. He's definitely has the potential to just... I mean, it's still heavyweights, like I said. Right. These guys have hands that will knock someone out instantly. But I'm going to go with Fabricio to finish it. The big draw about UFC 203, though, is CM Punk. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one to watch. And if you don't know who CM Punk is, you obviously don't have never watched WWF, WWE, because he's a wrestler turned MMA fighter now. Yeah. Or so far, because he's never fought. So he hasn't fully made the transition, but he's making his debut. What do you think? I don't know. This should be fun to watch. He's going against uh, Mickey Gall, who's uh, he's fought what two fights now? Two fights, two and zero. He's undefeated. He's two and zero. CM Punk has never fought before. So you got to think, even though it's only two fights for Mickey Gall, that that little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the experience. I don't know what my that one word. That's a hard word, man. That's a tough word. But yeah, that experience it goes a long ways. Uh, I know you're more of the UFC expert. So what do you think? I mean, there's really no way to call this because, I mean, you've got a guy that has two professional fights, and I looked up, he only has two amateur fights too, so that's all I got, and I mean, the sad thing is, I've seen more of CM Punk than I have of Mickey Gall, Yeah, but it's not fighting, (laughs) I mean, it's It's quote-unquote fighting, fighting. Um, I don't know, man, I mean, Mickey Gall's 24, Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk, is 37 years old. Ooh, that's a big difference. I mean, that's not that's not the time you start your athletic career. Yeah. I mean, it's MMA. They wear small gloves. Anything is possible. And CM Punk is, quote-unquote, predicting he'll win by TKO. He's a 3-to-1 underdog. I, I don't know. I mean, 
My, I, the smart mind would be to go Mickey Gall, obviously. Right. And honestly, he'll probably win by submission. He's a submission guy. Yeah. But I don't know. I've, I've seen some of the training videos on CM Punk, and he does look stiff. He looks like a guy who's never fought, which right. is, he hasn't. He's 0-0. I mean, there's one thing that me and CM Punk have in common. We both have the same amount of professional <laughs> MMA fights. Maybe you should get out there and, and, yeah, and go fight. Hey, yeah. I've told you, for a million dollars, I would step in there with any guy. Yeah, we did have that conversation. A million dollars is a little low for me. I think I'm going to go five. Five million? I, that's, that's a little comfortable. But <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I, I think I'd like to put money on CM Punk because that three to one is like, I mean, if Why you not? can't go wrong there. But I think Mickey Gall is going to go out there and wipe the floor with him. I yeah. don't think And just one last, I mean, it's... Uriah Faber's on the card. I'm a huge fan of Uriah Faber, the California kid. Actually, my wife's probably a bigger fan of Uriah Faber for obvious reasons. Yeah. But he's fighting Jimmy Rivera. I mean, there's not much to talk about here. Uriah Faber's one of those guys that beats everybody and then unfortunately doesn't beat the champion. Oh. So, and he's kind of in that middle part of his career. But And that's how I think this will go. I think he'll win no problem. Right. He's, he's not just a veteran. He's a very skilled veteran. And, you know, it's unfortunate his career never... He never got that UFC belt, which is crazy. I know. But, you know, it is what it is. One minor note, speaking on the UFC, is the new season of the Ultimate Fighter has been very interesting for me. It just started. Um, I like the fact that they brought back the champion aspect. So all the contestants aren't amateur fighters. They are respective champions of their circuit. Okay. So these are all guys with belts, obviously not big-time straps, but they are champions. And the winner gets to fight Demetrius Johnson. So you win this tournament, you get a title shot in the UFC. That's pretty legit. I think that brings a little bit more to the table for these guys because the Ultimate Fighter has been around for years and a lot of these guys win and we don't hear too much from them afterwards. I mean, some of them you do. There's still definitely a couple guys running around. Ryan Bader's still always in contention. Um, it's basically kind of like the American Idol of uh, fighting. If you want to call it that, <laughs> because most of I'll those guys, they just that, kinda, I won't call it that. <laughs> most of those guys kind of flame. Most of those people from American Idol, they kind of flame out. Yeah, that's that's kind of what happens. I mean, but these are all champions. It should provide a good season. And Demetrius Johnson's always my one of my favorite fighters to watch. He's literally pound for pound one of the best fighters in the world. So that'll be fun to see no, him wipe the floor fun. with someone whoever wins the season of this. So, anyways, that is all. That's the end of the show today. Week five, Mambo number five is over. How was your show? It was great. Yeah, I love it. I feel good about it. So remember to follow us on Twitter, our MO podcast. We promise to actually tweet from it if you follow us, but only if you follow us. If not, we won't tweet. <laughs> I'm taking a knee on Twitter. <laughs> Anyways, you guys have a good week. And my random fact for the week is, Chad, did you know it takes about 600 cows to make a full season of NFL footballs? That's a lot of cows. And only one of those cows has a 17 million chance of becoming the football used in the Super Bowl. What a lucky cow. What a lucky cow.